This is Jan Swift, and you're listening to Nourish Your Health at Every Age. The choices we make every day impact our health for the good or the bad. This podcast series shares the latest information on how people of all ages may achieve optimal health and wellness. We're grateful for the support of Raider in the production of this podcast, especially our sound engineer, Jason Sikora, who mixes the tape. Offering a complete fleet of IT solutions for businesses of all sizes, Raider's motto is, you just want it to work, we understand. If you're wondering if Raider can help your business, please visit RaiderSolutions.com. Pamela Ryan is our guest today. A licensed massage therapist since 1997, Pamela is a certified Iyengar yoga teacher. She undertook yoga training in Kerala, India. Pamela served from 2000 to 2008 as an in-house massage therapist at the World Olympic Gymnastics Academy and traveled with the team for the U.S. Gymnastics National Championships, the Pacific Alliance Meet, and World Championships. She worked as a massage therapist and yoga instructor for Brady James, defensive captain for the Dallas Cowboys. She's also very proud of being a co-founder and advisory member of Yoga Bridge in Dallas, a nonprofit that we'll talk more about during the interview. Now, locally, since 2017, Pamela Ryan has been a yoga instructor at the Jill Listy Dance Studio, and she also offers massage services at Pascal Spa, both of which are in Lafayette. I've personally benefited from Pamela's capable touch as I'm working my way out of chronic pain, the kind of pain that isn't debilitating but definitely gets in the way of free and joyful movement. I think her message will resonate with many who haven't experienced yoga and who will enjoy her thoughts on the importance of taking care of the precious and only body that you've been given. Pamela Ryan, welcome to Nourish Your Health. Thank you, Jan, for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. We're still taping out of the studio. We're at my home, and uh, we're right by Pascal Spa, where I met you in the oil center. So I want to get that plug in. Thank you so much for that. I really enjoy working at Pascal Spa. We have a lot of good hands there. Yeah, I do another podcast, Pamela, um, Discover Lafayette, and my very first guest was Pascal. I just I love her, and she made it so comfortable, but I started doing these um, over three years ago, and I find that the podcast is such a relaxing way to let people learn new things and get to know our community better. So I don't know if a lot of people have met you. You want to talk about your journey and what led you into yoga? Yes. Uh, I'm a Lafayette native. I moved away in 1990 and spent all those years in Texas with my yoga training. Where did and you go to school? Here in Lafayette. Uh-huh. I graduated from Karen Crow High School in right. 1977, uh-huh. spent a couple of years at UL, transferred to University of Houston. Uh, I was a legal secretary, legal assistant for 20 years. And in 1997, I decided to make a drastic change in careers. Very, yeah. Mm-hmm. Always had a love of yoga. I have a personal practice that started in 1988. Um, I had a kidney disease. I was diagnosed at age six. And for seven years, I was hospitalized and surgered, lost a kidney, and was exempt from all phys ed throughout my entire education career. So at age 28, my mother found this pocketbook on yoga at a yard sale in the neighborhood, and Uh she said, this looks like something you might be able to do. And that's really what started my journey. That book, I I still have it. I carried it with me every time I traveled with a team, and... um, was massaging for about nine years when I decided I needed to learn how to teach yoga because 
what I saw on the massage table could not be corrected by massage. Absent trauma, a lot of those chronic pains that you feel are mm -hmm. the result of a postural distortion. That has to be corrected through exercise. And this style of yoga, Iyengar yoga, specifically addresses that. It's very um, uh, exquisitely focused on alignment. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was first certified in 2006 through the Western Alliance, Yoga Alliance, uh, an American-based organization. Um, I was just in the right place at the right time and, mm -hmm. and so fortunate to be able to travel to India, study Hatha Yoga in India, and in Dallas met uh, Randy Just, who is currently the president of the Iyengar National Association in the U.S., studied with him personally, and it's a five-year track minimum Did, oh my goodness. to earn that CIYT, and I finally earned it last year. Wow. Well, let's back up. So you were a legal secretary, mm -hmm. uh, had had health issues, but... Did you just wake up one day and say, I, I want to make a change? Like, what was the trigger that got you to even get into massage, let's say, much less the yogi, you know, the training of all this? What was it? Was it something lifestyle that changed or just uh, your heart? It was always there. I had books on massage that I read. I In college, I practiced on my friends. It was just something I always found interesting. I remember growing up and watching my mother work on my dad's shoulders and neck. Uh -huh. And so that kind of naturopathic, um, personal touch, mm -hmm. I had an appreciation for it. And actually, traveling with my late husband in Chicago one year, he had a neck issue and said, well, I wish you could find something in that book to help me. And I did. <laughs> and it was very flip. I, I was looking for something different. Mm -hmm. I, I think I was always a little restless in the law firm. And it was an offhand remark. He said, well, maybe this should be your new career. And it clicked. Isn't that funny? We it's got, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, serendipity that that happened. It was. Yeah. I, I got back to Dallas. I gave a two-week notice, went to massage school, and never looked back. My goodness. <laughs> so you had told me that doing massages on other people really wears out your body. Like, it's, it's tough to be a massage therapist. That's a long day if you're... Helping people, you know, patient to patient, uh, it client is. to client. It's manual labor. Yeah. Uh, it's a labor of love. But and it funny is. angles, probably. Your Body mechanics are yeah. really important. Uh -huh. And that feeds into that whole Iyengar theory of, yeah. of, of awareness, spatial orientation. Um, and, you know, the average work-life expectancy of a massage therapist is seven years. And Which, I'm at 24. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's what led me really to getting a certification to teach yoga. Because I referred clients over and over. Mm -hmm. I knew what it did for me. I knew if I didn't practice, I would not be comfortable at the table. And so one day I decided I, maybe I should just get certified myself. First time I ever stepped into a studio was to get certified as a teacher. I had a personal practice. And I was in my mid-40s. And walked into this room with all these 20-year-olds. Um, but the, what I learned about yoga, the most important thing I learned about yoga at that point was how it can accommodate everybody. Everybody. Mm -hmm. There is a way to accommodate. I think I've heard over and over when I refer people to yoga, they say, well, I'm really not flexible. The, the purpose of yoga is not to turn everybody into a pretzel and, and work into one of those postures that look impossible. The idea is to balance one's strength and flexibility and get a musculoskeletal system back to neutral. So those nagging pains mm -hmm. are less prevalent. 
are less likely. Right. I know as an example, the other day you wanted to show me what Iyengar, you know, what a class was like. I'm not sure I ever took it. I, I used to practice yoga some. I was really more into the Pilates realm, but mm-hmm. um, it felt so good. But there were a couple of moves with my knees where I just said, Pamela, I'm, it's kind of too much for me. And you showed me how to adjust my stance to where I wasn't pushing the limits right. of my own body. And uh, once you did that, once you corrected that, it felt so good. But um, what an eye-opener. Because, mm-hmm. I, you know, at my age, uh, I started hurting really in my 50s, though. I, it just seems like my early 50s, I, I really started having those aches and pains that were just nagging, you know. And then they got out of control. Back pains, shoulder, neck. Uh-huh. And I guess it was just a combination of life, you know, car wrecks, carrying children, um, literally and and then also carrying them around and, and uh, probably having bad form. And it just caught up with me where it was debilitating. Right. And I wouldn't even say it's bad form. It's just natural. We're going to sit here for one hour. Some mm-hmm. people are going to sit at a desk for eight hours. Um carrying a child, gardening. Uh, There is no body that I've ever worked on in 24 years that is absolutely symmetrical. We really don't walk around in neutral with equal weight distribution on the joints. Really? We really don't. So a lot of those nagging pains and aches are the result of repetitive strain on a postural distortion, absent trauma. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So in that situation now, if there's some problem as a result of trauma, I would refer to physical therapy. Mm -hmm. I would go to a higher level. But if it's something from from just our daily habits, we can come out of those things if we do these exercises and have more awareness. A lot of the students that I teach come back and tell me that they were doing laundry, the dishes, or any mundane task, and they recognize, oh, my foot was turned out. Yeah, yeah. You know, or my or shoulders were sit. forward. Correct. I noticed in my foot, I would hold it a certain way when I crossed my legs, which I shouldn't have been doing to begin with. But exactly. of course, women, you know, we cross our legs. And over the years, oh, yeah. that same habit builds up. And so sure. I'm, I'm becoming aware of it. But, <laughs> well, can you talk about where most people would start if they have never? practice yoga, if they're listening and think, well, I don't think I could do that, you know, Mm -hmm. where would you start as a beginner? I personally prefer to have at least 30 minutes with someone in a yoga room in a private setting and offer some of the basic postures to check what their orientation is, what their flexibility is, what their strengths are, Mm -hmm. and then a appropriately send them to the right class. And not just have them show up in a big class. No, no. You know, um, Iyengar yoga is um, more wellness-based. Some of the, um, the most popular yoga that I've discovered in this country is based on... um, uh, a Patabi Joyce model. He's one of the, the contemporary great yogis. There are six that really spread yoga as we know it today. Mm-hmm. What is his name? Patabi Joyce. J O I S. Okay. And he is the father of Ashtanga yoga. It's that flow yoga. It goes by many names Ashtanga, Vinyasa, mm-hmm. Jivamukti, Hot yoga, Flow yoga. And, and, and it really centers around the sun salutations. There are beautiful linking of postures. Mm-hmm. It's very strenuous and. Um, actually was developed for adolescent boys. If you go back and study the history of each of the disciplines of yoga, and all styles are very valid, but they're not valid for all people. 
And so I, I really fell in love with the Iyengar yoga discipline because it fed directly from what I was seeing in the massage room. It, I wanted to give people recovery and, and relief in the massage room, but then Iyengar yoga takes it to correction. So um, that, that's, that's my love of it. It really mm-hmm. is more appropriate for wellness. So if you're just beginning yoga, I would never recommend to show up at a, at a vinyasa class. Mm-hmm. And that's um, what most of us do. Like if we're a member of a health club and they mm-hmm. offer classes, we all have learned the sun salutation. Right. It's not easy to do. And it no. is strenuous. It's like a long series of moves. It is constantly connected. Yeah. You're never, you're never yeah. stopping. And uh, what I learned through my Iyengar training is that I can go to those classes now and modify because I know what postures I shouldn't be doing or how to modify them to stay with the flow mm-hmm. of the class. So it's, it's sort of a progression. I think Iyengar is the basic place to start. Right. So in your massage practice, you see people all the time, like me, you know, kind of shuffling in, (laughs) complaining You were hardly shuffling. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's, you know, those kind of nagging injuries and nagging Mm -hmm. aches and pains. And massage can only do so much, as you were saying. Correct. So you really believe that this complements, like yoga can complement a healthy lifestyle for people, whether they're young or aging, trying to age well. Absolutely. And my hope would be that uh, if, if I can work with someone on a private level for a short while, I can give them a program they can do at home. Mm-hmm. Once they learn the, the, uh, the, the important points, the salient points of each posture, at least three observances in your body in each posture, they become so natural. I, I, I've worked with a family in Dallas for a number of years, and after probably the first year, they were so aware that the couch they had in the living room didn't allow them to sit in a proper neutral stance that they bought new furniture. Really? But that's every day you're sitting on the Correct. Yeah. And so, you know, I really... My job is to get people off of the massage table as often mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to get them to, to do it themselves, to be more... Um, more uh, able to take care of their bodies on their own. I'm a DIY person, and most of the people I meet are that way. Mm-hmm. They want to do it for themselves. It's empowering. Yeah. And yeah. that's really my tagline is empower yourself. Well, when you, you, when you do um, massage therapy, I know from my experience, you're not really, it's not just like a rub down. It's a major, you know, deep tissue Work so right. you see people though that have really they've really got some knots and some issues. Um, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I was really fortunate too that my one of my favorite massage instructors was actually a neighbor of mine in, in Texas, and so we started trading out. And I probably had four or five years of experience when we began that relationship, and uh, he and his wife combined had some 60 years experience. They're very, very talented. So I had private lessons, and and then in my own studies, I studied classic deep tissue, which a lot of people think is should be painful, or it's, it's how much pressure you can put. It's actually more important where you're applying pressure, and not to create that reflex arc that makes people guard and push you out. That's taking a step back. Mm-hmm. So we can break down adhesions and get a lot of relief, and, and maybe even some correction um, in, in the massage room, um, but but the true realignment of the body is something we have to do for ourselves. Right. I honor physical therapists. I think that's the highest level 
of the, we were on the same page. We're trying mm-hmm. to do the same thing. Non-surgical. So, yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So I, I can, I know well enough what my scope of practice is. And if I, if I meet a client that is beyond my capabilities, I am more than happy. And there are several wonderful physical therapists that I've met here in Lafayette that I refer to often. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to get in. If you can talk some about the Iyengar um, yoga, some of the the postures. The other day when you were showing me the practice, um, you had me do something I never thought I would do, a, a handstand. And headstand. I to, headstand, excuse me. And I had to say, I have to say that I was using two chairs as props, but I, I don't know if you remember my face, but you said, well, here, we're going to do this. And I was like, no, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> no, mm-mm. <laughs> but you explained that it, it actually is very therapeutic. So if you can talk about some of the mm. the moves and in any way you fee, uh, see fit to explain how Iyengar might be different and how is it therapeutic. Okay, we'll take inversions, for instance. Um, you know, your first time in, a, in an Iyengar class, and I told you you were going to go upside down. Yeah. And I can see the look in your <laughs> <But> eye. I did. <laughs> but inversions specifically are really important to start learning, even at the beginning, because they have a, a, a benefit for the immune system. You know, the, the lymphatic system, for instance, you know, the garbage collection mm-hmm. and recycling system of the body is a closed loop system. So all of those fluids, all of that, that waste has to make it from your lower extremities up to a place underneath the collarbones, the terminus, where that fluid does get recycled and, and the body is cleansed. Well, if you're seated or standing all day, it's a lot harder for that recycling to happen. So there are three major ways to improve circulation of the, the lymphatic system, and that would be deep breathing, muscle contraction, oh. or inversion. And we do all three in yoga. Mm-hmm. We focus on breath, we, we are exercising a lot of isometric movement, and we go upside down. Wow. And in the days of COVID, who doesn't need to improve right. their immune system? Just right. strengthen your immune system to be able to fight things. Mm-hmm. So deep breathing, if you can maybe touch on that, mm-hmm. how does that help uh, the compression? Like how does that help? It's exactly compression. When you expand the thoracic cavity, you're pushing the tissue against the bone and it's like squeezing a sponge. So the muscle tissue will contract or will will push Mm -hmm. against the bone and as it expands, it's increasing the circulation of all of the fluids. And I tend to be a shallow breather. I guess Mm -hmm. a lot of us are. So that doesn't really do much for the body. Well, the breathing exercises are a completely different discipline in yoga, Mm -hmm. pranayama. Mm -hmm. And, And in the, you know, there are uh, the cliff notes of the yogic philosophy they call is called ashtanga, are the eight limbs. So there are eight major uh, observances to get to this place of balance in mind and body. And the first two are really about uh, ethical and moral observances, personal observances. The third would be asana, take care of your physical body. Mm-hmm. The fourth would be how to observe and control your breath. And you know, there, there's a lot of evidence-based studies now about um, the power of the breath to calm the mind. And so not only does that help with the fluid flow of the body, but when you're in the sympathetic response, there's global muscle contraction, there is, uh, you know, adrenal overload. This is when you're like the, fu- the uh, fight or fight flight, or flight response, syndrome. right? Okay. And... Um, breathing becomes very shallow. So 
it's been proven now that if you can then be aware of and control your breath and specifically increase the length of exhalation to inhalation, it trips that response. It affects the vagus nerve in a way that trips you out of the sympathetic response and into the rest and digest Mm -hmm. response. And with our lifestyles, rushing you know, trying to work, raise kids, right. uh, meet deadlines, right. the stress of life. Um, well, our current president of important. Yoga Bridge, uh-huh. uh, Shannon, in, in Texas, is a counselor at the master's level at a facility called Green Oaks. She uses it in her practice, and so do many other healthcare professionals. And, and long before yoga has resurged, has had this, re- this recent mm-hmm. resurgence, um, breath awareness ha- has been used on, on if someone is hyperventilating the first thing we do is right fold forward you know we, we observe the breath mm-hmm. in a different way right. so pranayama though there are books on it there's light on pranayama that mr iyengar the the guru the father of iyengar yoga wrote with I can't even count how many ways there are to observe your breath. Three-part inhalations with a retention, a longer exhalation. Uh, The very first is ujjayi, called the victory breath, where you actually control your breath. So there's a deep, smooth inhalation Mm -hmm. and a deep, complete, smooth exhalation without any forcing. And that is really hard to achieve. It's a lot easier to to learn the asana, the physical aspect, than control the breath. Because the breath and the mind are they're just linked. One affects the other constantly. And that's what the evidence is now showing us. As you've been talking, I've reminded of a past guest, Cosmos Vickery. He's a mm, yeah. yoga instructor here in Lafayette. And uh, I thought when I had him on as a guest, he was going to talk about yoga like you are. And he really focused on the yoga of living, which ah. was very interesting, just as yeah. interesting as the actual practice. But I'm wondering, as you've learned all this, Pamela, has it changed your life, like the way you want to take care of yourself? Do you, it seems like you have to be very mindful as you help people like me, you know, as you're offering massage or, or teaching classes, but you have to be mindful of your, yourself. That's the new buzzword, mindfulness. Uh-huh. Yoga did for me... Uh, what I want it to do for everybody else is what it did for me. You know, when I came out of that illness, I lived in fear. You didn't and, want to be sick anymore. Well, no, that it's traumatic, and I understand that on that level, and and even with you know lesser debilitating issues, um, it gave me a freedom. You know, and I, and I want to bring that to anybody else who has any any difficulty. It uh, it helped me to. Um, really recover emotionally. And I got stronger, more confident. I, all of those things were so difficult for me. I was 28 mm-hmm. when I started practicing yoga, and I was just timid. I had zero muscle yeah. tone or strength. And um, so that confidence came in. Um, to teach yoga took so much courage. I had stage fright. <laughs> it was... Um, not really balanced, but the more I studied the philosophy and I understood it, I had no idea how how grounded I was becoming. And um, you know, I was in Texas. I was married. I was happy. And sadly, in 2014, my husband took his life, and oh, I would not I have survived that, that. Oh, without all I learned controlling my breath, being mindful of the thoughts that would spin out of control. Um, it, it grounded me, and I was able to survive. 
And that's, that's really what yoga does. And a lot of people misunderstand that yoga is this physical practice. The asana is the mm-hmm. physical practice, the poses we do, are really a way to start penetrating the body from the exterior to get to the interior, to get to the deepest part of the body, which is the mind. Right. And, and allow us to become more thoughtful and less reactive. And, and that's peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want that? Right. I it's certainly really do. So to start yoga, you don't have to be this thin... Uh, limber gymnast or something or you know no. one of those moms that you see that are just fit as a fiddle and yeah. you can well, start at any level you know i was working with brady james mm-hmm. louisiana guy lsu grad he was the captain of the the uh, football team there in dallas and um he even noticed after a year of practice, he said when the ball would snap, everything would slow down for him and mm-hmm. he could think about where he was going. Mm-hmm. He was more thoughtful, less reactive. It, it changes so much about you. Right. Yeah. Did he contact you just to be like a, an assistant? Like you kind of kept him, you know, the massages and the yoga? Were you just helping him stay um, on the field? <laughs> Talk about serendipity. He unrolled his yoga mat next to me in a studio one day. And I just struck up a conversation, and we had a Louisiana contact, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, uh, we connection. And um, he found out I was a massage therapist. He said, well, Louisiana lady, i got to give you a try. And we began that relationship. And um, I still hear from him a couple of times a year, you know, and um, was with him two or three times a week. He took me to training camp one year. He wanted me to teach the entire defensive line. These <laughs> active, cool-down stretches in cleats, in full gear. That was an experience that I'll never forget. Um, but it was just uh, right place, right time. Mm-hmm. Accidental. Would you touch also on your experience with the um, World Olympics? Um, I know you traveled with the U.S. gymnastics team. and. Right. I had a friend when I was growing up, she was in the Junior Olympics, and I remember Sharon, we were in Baton Rouge, and she always was taped up with some type of injury, especially her ankle. So I just remember there was always some kind of ankle issue. Um, It's just physically brutal on the body to do what they do. It is. Uh, Gymnasts, now, I was hired to work with a specific team in this gym. We had some 40 kids who had passed the elite test. Mm And we ended up with five national team members, uh, two gold medalists, very high-end yoga. Yes, these girls work out 36 hours a week. Right, right. And um, the postural distortions are trained in, you know, uh, the sway back or hyperlordotic situation. That's what they're supposed to look like. Yeah, the 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 pelvis is tilted forward, which Uh really throws into the lumbar spine, the knees. Um, So massage several times a week. And simple postures for awareness. Um, We did have one gymnast who fractured three vertebrae. And, um, like a landing, just didn't mm-hmm, go well. Yeah, a vault landing on a on a oh on a goodness. deep lumbar arch, but over years. And um, this was the year before she went to the Olympics, and was pretty much written off. This was Nastia Lukin, and um, we did a lot of massage, and we did just a couple of yoga postures. Now she also worked with physical therapist. I was just mm-hmm. part of a huge team. Mm-hmm. But um, her awareness grew about how to use the transverse abdominus to pull up when she hit those hard landings. And what is that? What is uh, the, transverse? the transverse abdominus would be the lower abdominals. So keep those So you need tight. to pull in and up on those to lengthen the sacrum, to lengthen the lumbar spine so that it doesn't overarch. 
And that would help her as she was landing. And it would not create that compression on the lumbar spine. It would mm -hmm. ease it or offset it mm -hmm. uh, to a degree. Now, how and, can you be thinking about that when you're flipping in the air? But they, they do. They're probably slow motion This is what also. they're trained to do. If you look at yeah. some of those skills, there's so many mm -hmm. elements. Can you, you imagine? Know? <laughs> look, at, we, we were thinking about so many elements in a triangle pose. Yeah, you know, they're, they're up there in the air, you know. Just twisting. <laughs> you know, it's just it's amazing it's what they do. Mm -hmm. But um, she was able to recover in a year, went to Beijing and won the all-around medal. Man, you must have been so proud. Oh, it was, it was the best eight years. It was mm -hmm. hard work because they work hard. I have to work hard. They work on Thanksgiving Day. I work on Thanksgiving mm -hmm. Day. They, you know, all the holidays. But it was a labor of love. And, um, you know, Carly Patterson, four years before that, was in Athens, and she won her medal. So uh, that gym is stellar. And um, So that was 2000 and 2008. You were really active with them. Those four years, uh -huh. right, yeah. Where are some of those young women now? Do you know? Like, yeah. have you yeah. Oh, I'm him. still in touch. Carly, uh -huh. you know, is a Baton Rouge girl. Yeah. And um, she and her mom and I would just develop this very close relationship, and I visit them regularly. Uh -huh. Carly is a mom of two now, married and happy in Dallas. Uh, Nastia is brilliant girl. She graduated NYU. She's in communications. And if you watch any national gymnastics meet now, she is doing the color commentary. Oh, Yeah, she's wow. in New York and just, uh, uh -huh. yeah, moving in her career. This may be a weird question, but did you learn from working with those young women? Did you learn from them about, you know, to me, their, their drive is just outstanding. Just thinking about my friend, mm -hmm. and she was a junior Olympian, not at the U.S. Olympics and, and beyond. But um, her drive was so inspirational. You probably see it in her life now, the discipline, um, the focus, uh, the positivity, and their ability, their resilience, because not every day is a win. They take a lot of falls, they take a lot of knocks, and when you get into those higher levels, then you become um, a, 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 an object of media speculation. Mm -hmm. And with social media at that age, uh, it can be extremely pressure-filled. And I know, you know, the gymnastics world has taken a lot of knocks over the last few years. not because years. of the girls, you know? And no, mm -hmm. no, they're all, they're just wonderful. Um, but uh, even my, one of my younger sisters, was a gymnast and, and made it to nationals in the 70s from here in Lafayette. And and I see it in her today. She's a school teacher today. But that focus, that resilience, that mm -hmm. that constant drive, it stays with them. It's a right. great discipline. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But at the same time I worked with these high-end athletes, I, this is another beautiful thing about yoga. When I started Yoga Bridge, working with cancer patients and survivors. Now, we had women in that room, mostly women, because we started with breast cancer. We had an advocate mm -hmm. in a local hospital. Uh, we saw women come in in all stages, um, some with very minor issues, maybe just a lumpectomy and no radiation to the opposite spectrum. Mm -hmm. And um, what we saw in that room, and what we see, it well, still, they do every day. I'm no longer there to teach, but um, those classes have been ongoing for eight years. And these women go out into the community and tell other people what it's done for them. And, and more importantly than asana, we do a lot of restorative yoga mm -hmm. and a lot of breathing technique. And uh, one of our, our favorites, Kathy Wagner, who sadly we lost last year, Kathy Wagner was the best advocate. She would be so panic-stricken 
in in her uh, the days she had to go in for scans as things were progressing because all that's going through her mind as they put her on that table is what are the numbers going to be what are the numbers going to be am I going to make it and she started to get into a panic attack one day and remembered we said even out your breath even out your breath get it smooth and the, and she so she focused on that and the next thing she heard is we're all done she got through it. Yeah. And, and that, I think, is probably one of the most rewarding things mm-hmm. that I've ever done in this business. And that was called Yoga Bridge. That's still operational, as mm-hmm. you said, uh, mm-hmm. 501c3 in Dallas in it helping is. people. And I was asking you before we started, I said, you know, I know that Miles Perrette offers services like that here. And um, some of us just have never been through health scares like you know cancer Mm -hmm. and people do get through it i know that many don't but for the ones that are able to pick up these practices what a life-giving gift to to help them feel control over their own being it is it's about control too when you're Mm -hmm. sick you you lose control your your body has um has betrayed you (laughs) that's how it feels and you have no more control you're at the mercy of wonderful doctors and nurses and those support staffs, but but this personal battle begins. And if mm-hmm. we can just, you know, start to eliminate those negative thoughts and replace them with something positive and give them some, th- some control, mm-hmm. it makes all the difference. And I think right. it helps in recovery. Right. It did it for me. Right. You'd also mentioned AMI Kids. Um, I-, I love that organization. They are uh, it's another nonprofit. It was really set up under former um, Sheriff Mike Newstrom and, and a wonderful board of volunteers. I know you're friendly with Mimi Methvin. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are young men. They'll have like 36 at a time in Branch, Louisiana, right outside of Lafayette Parish. And that's a place for young men that are kind of at the end of their rope before they end up in prison. They're juvenile delinquents that are, for many reasons, some of them way out of their control. Their lives have gotten off kilter. And um, you were mentioning the the benefits that yoga brings to them too, if you can touch on that, on how it can help people that maybe need some more focus right. at that age. I was lucky. That was the first volunteer opportunity that presented itself when mm-hmm. I when I came here. And, um, you know, these young men are nonviolent. Mm-hmm. They've been adjudicated, but they're nonviolent. And they come from backgrounds that we, we couldn't even imagine. Most of us, we're, we're very fortunate. But after the first year of teaching these these young people, um, I, I think Missy Dupriest was teaching a class once and shared with us that she asked these boys, what do you think yoga does for you? And the answers all were consistent in they were mindful, they had an awareness, and they learned that they had some control. Because they come up in situations where they are out of control. Mm -hmm. So it comes down to that same empowerment thing over Mm -hmm. and over again. What we have control over is right here in this container in your body. And um, they would start to learn some discipline. They would learn to uh, have some quiet time. There were some other teachers who went and taught mindfulness techniques. The teachers were learning mindfulness techniques to teach this to the boys before class every day. Um, that was a very rewarding experience. And a lot of these boys don't have a lot of emotional connection. Um, and Mimi and I uh, taught a class together one day. And um, as a massage therapist, she said, would you mind working on this one young man? He 
said that he had some back problems and then his friend sort of drifted in and said, well, my back hurts a little bit. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. so we gave <laughs> them, around. you know, we gave them a little bit of uh, quote chair massage mm-hmm. and um, just started a conversation with these guys and, and, and Mammy said, let's take a picture. And these young men reached out and hugged us. Um, like you saw affection come out and something that I don't think they got a lot of. Mm-hmm. And that was another really great moment. Yeah. You know, having that mindfulness at that age, um, just as an aside for people that aren't familiar with AMI Kids, the boys can only stay like maybe 18 months or so. They go through a program, and uh, then they have to return to their neighborhoods where a lot of the trouble began. And so to have this tool to know that they can they can take charge of their life. Right. You know, they can be mindful about their choices because once I was out there, I thought, God, I wish all these kids could just stay here till they graduate from high school and get out. Yeah. But they, they can't. There's not enough resources and beds and all that. And uh, it's a nonprofit that's not a government funded program, right. but it, it does so much for these young men. But at the same time, they have to return to the environment that was the genesis of, you know, what led them right. down that path. So I, I just love sharing some of the volunteer work you've done, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, do you have any thoughts about things we haven't talked about? Was there something you thought we would bring up hmm. about yoga, about you? I, I really wish that more people felt that they could walk into a yoga room. You know, more often than not, when I'm in the massage room and I'm talking to someone about yoga, they'll... I'll hear the same thing. I'm just not flexible enough. I don't think I can mm-hmm. do it. And and sadly, there aren't a lot of fundamental classes. Um, one of my close friends told me in, in back in Texas, she wanted to begin yoga. And so she started looking in her local area for classes. And she said, they're either so slow that I'm not getting any exercise out of it. They're just... Rest- not just restorative, that has its place. Or they're so strenuous, I can't keep up. There's mm-hmm. nothing in between to really teach people the basics. Right. So my my hope is to um, bring a little more Iyengar here, because Iyengar can accommodate anybody at any stage. Um, and, and sadly, we're only 2,000 strong in this country. There are some 200,000 yoga instructors in the U.S., 2,000 Iyengar. It's a little harder to find, and it's, um, it's, it's a five-year commitment. It's a long time. Mm-hmm. But the benefits are so great. Um, so I, I have a, a small group here that are very dedicated. There was one teacher, there was another teacher here before me, and I took her place. She ended up moving off to Florida. Um, but these folks are starting to spread the word. Mm-hmm. And um, I have another local student who is who is beginning training. Um, there are some other teachers here, though, uh, that I know. I know Anna Leger is wonderful. Um, she's studied therapeutic yoga. I, I want to get the word out there to the to to most people that there is a yoga that can accommodate you. I think right. that's the, that's the bottom line. Right. Really, don't give up. Keep looking. There's going to be somebody who can accommodate you to give you something that's going to challenge you to build your strength, but can accommodate what it is you need so that you don't mm-hmm. become an injured person. We want, right. we don't want injury. We want to be safe more than anything. Right. It can be a time issue. It can also be a financial issue. But I, mm-hmm. I know that there are different places that people can find yoga, right, locally. I want to talk about Jolisti Studio, where mm-hmm. you are, but aren't there some places where it's more of a, 
it seems like I went downtown on a Sunday night. There was some kind of a mindfulness and slight yoga practice. It wasn't expensive, you know. Right, Little Creek Yoga. Yeah, Little at Creek uh, yoga. Camellia you. House. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad you brought them up. Yeah. I've taken class there with Neil several it's really times. Beautiful. Sally is wonderful. Sally uh, studied with Mr. I. Ingar. They're not. She's not certified, but she and her husband. She told me many years in the '60s and '70s when Mr. I. Ingar was still traveling wow. here. She studied with him. She's extremely mindful about alignment. She's a mm-hmm. wonderful teacher there at Camellia House. Um, and um, that's down by the point. That's uh, downtown, uh, right? Off right of at uh, the end, yeah, end or beginning Boulevard. of Jefferson Street. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it's a cozy uh, by donation only mm-hmm. class for uh, people that might be intimidated by. Financial commitment. You exactly, know exactly. And that, yeah. yeah, I really wish that it weren't that way. And I think that's why AMI was so valuable. Mm-hmm. These are kids that probably would never have the resources to, to go to a yoga class. And, um, I, you know, for first experience on Labor Day nationally, I think maybe internationally, it's National Yoga Day. And every studio that I'm aware of offers free yoga. On Labor Day? On that day, or one day right around uh-huh. then in September. Uh, I think the date moves wow. every year. So, um, you know, if you have your ear to the ground and That's you're Googling yoga classes around you, look up National Yoga mm-hmm. Day, and, and they'll tell you where you can go. But those are those are um, free classes right. that they're offered on that day. Well, let's talk about your um, where people can find you. So where can okay. people look to find more about Pamela Ryan? <laughs> right. I am at Jill Listy Dance Studio. Um Classes are suspended during COVID. As group classes just wouldn't be prudent at mm-hmm. this time. But um, they can always reach me through Align Yoga on Facebook. And People um, can message you on Correct. Facebook. Correct. Okay. They can message me or email me there. And um, at the moment, I'm doing privates because I do have access to very large studio space where yeah. we can socially distance appropriately and work on a private level. Um, normally, classes are Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 a.m., 8 to 9.30 a.m., um, Pascal's Spa is now working with me. Probably within the next month, we are preparing a space so that I can start working private lessons there. Oh, great. Um, and that's, oh, good. Yeah, my favorite way to work is to be able to massage someone and understand their body mechanics, and I can tailor something specifically for them mm-hmm. and give them a program that they can take home and work on their own. Wow. Yeah. Well, when Pascal, you know, she's traveling now, and... Mm-hmm. Um, Sold the spa. It's still she's still affiliated with the spa, mm-hmm. but she recommended you so highly, and I'm so glad that we met Pamela because you've you've helped me so much, and it's it's fun. You just oh. you bring fun to it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Well, I want to thank you, Pamela Ryan, with Align Yoga. Um, I'll have a lot of this information in our show notes at nourishyourhealth.net. That's our website for the podcast. Um, but I want to thank you for sharing your love of helping others, because you really do bring that to your practice. It's just evident when people meet you, they'll see. So I want to encourage people to follow up with Pamela. And I want to thank our listeners. It's been uh, a while since I've had a podcast. We're very lucky. You know, I'm lucky that I can tape this from home, but it's just been crazy times with COVID. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just... um, I just hope people out there are hanging on, and it seems like there's more hope. Cases are going down, deaths are declining. Right. But it's kind of just knocked some of us a little off kilter, you know, during these times. So I'm glad to be picking this up again. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. And I want to thank our listeners. So on behalf of Nourish Your Health, 
Um, this is Jan Swift. Thank you for listening.